Hey, Fred, Keith here. Before we start the episode, I just wanted to jump in really quickly to share with you about a little book that I've just put out recently. It's called Breakup, How to Heal and Thrive After a Relationship Ends. You know, I had a marriage of about 24, 25 years end in divorce, and it crushed me. I mean, it really got me down. But after I licked my wounds for a while, I decided I need to put together a strategic plan to pivot from this loss into my next chapter. So I put together this little plan that I call Thrive. So if you're going through a breakup right now, or maybe you've just gone through one recently and you could use a little help, I encourage you to look for the link in the show notes and check out Breakup, How to Heal and Thrive After Relationship Ends. All right, now on with the show. Well, hello there, and welcome to Coffee with Keith. I'm your host, Father Keith Brown, also known as The Buy Guy. And my mission in life, as well as the mission of this podcast, is to help my LGBTQIA Christian family heal their church trauma, create healthy and happy relationships, and construct authentic and affirming faith if they desire. So if that's you, guess what? You're in the right place. You are truly welcome here, I promise. Now, a couple disclaimers, if I may. Number one, the views expressed in this program are either the views of myself or my guests, and they should be considered as such. Number two, I am not a licensed therapist, nor am I a medical professional. So if you need either of those services, please do consult a licensed professional. Otherwise, grab a cup of coffee, have a seat at my table, and let's chat on this episode of Coffee with Keith. Well, hello there, my friend, and welcome to Coffee with Keith. I am Keith Brown, and I am so very thankful for you joining me for this episode of the podcast. And if you are a regular listener to this podcast, you know that Fridays are Bible Talks, where I just go to Scripture, share it with you, and try to make a couple of applications along the way. Today is no exception. However, if you are a regular listener to this podcast, you know that we have been working through the book of Acts, and we're going to go back there. But for this episode, I wanted to take just a little break and go back to the Gospels. And the reason for that is because this particular episode is coming out live, the day that it's actually being released, is Good Friday, the Friday just before the grand celebration of Easter Sunday morning. And because of that, I thought, you know what, I really want to go back to the Gospels and share the story of the resurrection and basically just read that text to you and share a couple of thoughts and maybe a word of encouragement, okay? So if you would allow me to, I'm going to the Gospel of John, chapter 20, verses 1 through 18. This is one of the depictions of of the gospel reading. Now, we begin with verse 1 here with these words. Now, on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene came early to the tomb, while it was still dark, and saw the stone already taken away from the tomb. So she ran and came to Simon Peter and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved, and said to them, They have taken away the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him. So Peter and the other disciple went forth. And they were going to the tomb. The two were running together, and the other disciple ran ahead faster than Peter and came to the tomb first. And stooping and looking in, he saw the linen wrappings lying there, but he did not go in. And so Simon Peter also came, following him, and entered the tomb. And he saw the linen wrappings lying there, and the face cloth which had been on his head, not lying with the linen wrappings, but rolled up in a place by itself. 
So the other disciple who had first come to the tomb then also entered, and he saw and believed. For as yet they did not understand the scripture, that he must rise again from the dead. So the disciples went away again to their own homes. But Mary was standing outside the tomb weeping. And so, as she wept, she stooped and looked into the tomb. And she saw two angels in white sitting, one at the head and one at the feet, where the body of Jesus had been lying. And they said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, Because they have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. When she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, and did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him in Hebrew, Rabbani, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, Stop clinging to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go to my brethren and say to them, I ascend to my Father and your Father, and my God and your God. Mary Magdalene came, announcing to the disciples, I have seen the Lord and that he had said these things to her. A beautiful story, a pillar of the Christian faith, a reminder of the promises of Jesus. It's an interesting story. We're not really sure. I mean, there have been people who say that Mary showed up early to anoint the body. There were people, uh, the gospel reading in Matthew tells that Mary Magdalene came with others. This gospel account says that Mary came alone. Um, but it's interesting. When she gets there, she sees the stone rolled away, and she immediately panics, and she goes and tells Peter and another disciple. Now, we don't know who that disciple is. Some scholars have suggested different people, but we really don't know. It says the disciple that Jesus loved, and either that is referring to a particular disciple, or it could be just a general statement because Jesus loved all his disciples, obviously. But regardless, the two start running to the tomb, and I find it kind of interesting because Peter, who is this rambunctious, this uh, this guy who jumps in with both feet, and through the ministry of Jesus when he was walking along with Jesus, often did things off the cuff, so to speak, and sometimes did things that Jesus had to say, whoa, Peter, weighing on. But this one eager Peter was outrun by the other disciple. And it's interesting that the disciple got there and he just simply glanced in and looked. He didn't go inside. We don't know why. We don't know what what prevented him from going in. Maybe he was afraid. Maybe he didn't know. Maybe he thought there were thieves that were there. We, we don't know why he didn't go in. But old Peter did what Peter did. When Peter got there, he didn't stop. He didn't slow down. Peter went into the tomb immediately, the scripture says. And what was found there is interesting, because the scripture here makes a very important point that we want to connect. It's about the grave clothes. Now, if you remember in the Gospels, there is another resurrection here that took place sometime earlier. 
It was the resurrection of Lazarus. When Jesus called out to Lazarus and said, Lazarus, awaken, come out, come forth. And when Lazarus came out of the tomb, he was still wrapped in his burial cloth, and he still had the face covering upon him. But here, when the disciples went into the tomb, they saw that the grave cloth was lying there by themselves, not wrapped, but lying there. And then the face cloth was all by itself, neatly folded. A sense of difference, a sense of permanence, a sense of complete resurrection fulfillment. Interesting, the disciples left. It's kind of wondering, you know, why didn't they spend more time there? Why didn't they look around? Why did, you know, what was going through their mind when they got there and they, they saw that Jesus was gone? Did they think that his body had been stolen? You know, because the scripture says that they didn't even understand that this was to fulfill scripture prophecy that the Messiah had to rise from the dead. What were they thinking as they departed that tomb? Obviously, they were concerned. Obviously, they were worried. But we really don't know what was going through their minds. But we do know what was going through the mind of Mary. For the text here says that Mary stayed. She did not abandon that tomb. That place that had drawn her to it, not because of the tomb, but because of the one whom the tomb had, hold, had held. She sat there and cried. She mourned, not only for the death of Jesus, the, the one that she had followed, the teacher that she had listened to, the, the one whom she loved. Not only was she grieving his physical death, but now she was grieving the disappearance of his body. The text says that Mary looked inside the tomb, and there she sees the angels who share with her the great message of resurrection. And it's interesting here that once this happened, Mary then turned and saw, it. the Bible says, Jesus standing there. And to me, what's interesting here is that this one who was so close to Jesus, who had been with Jesus so many times, did not recognize him. He said, Mary. He said, Mary. And immediately, when she had heard her name, she knew who he was. Rabboni, teacher! She was thrilled. She wanted to grab him and hug him and and love on him, and he had to insist she didn't because of his condition, the resurrected body. But her gratitude, her joy, had to be overwhelming as she stood and looked at this one in whom she so deeply loved. The one who called her by name. And by calling her by name, she connected with him. She recognized him. She knew him. It's interesting to me that in the earlier 
depiction of resurrection. When Jesus stood out of the grave of Lazarus and he said, Lazarus, Lazarus, called him by name. And Lazarus responded. Jesus, uh, Lazarus came forth from his grave. He connected with Jesus. Here, Mary, in her ultimate despair, her, her hurt, her pain, hears her name from her teacher. And she responds. She connects. She is lifted. She is encouraged. She is overcome with joy. And I have to think, my dear friend, that there's somebody listening to this right now that is also sitting outside of a tomb of sort. A time in life when there is deep pain, there is suffering, there is worry, there is fear, there is confusion. And maybe that's you right now. Maybe there are many days that you cry about your life and your future. Maybe there are nights that you cry yourself asleep because of your suffering, because of your worry, because of your lack. But I want to tell you, dear friend, that in my belief and my faith, there is still one who calls out to you by name. There is one who calls out to you saying, I am alive. I am here for you. I am here to give you hope. I am here to give you grace, love, encouragement. I am one here to give you a life eternal. And to me, that's a great, great gift. The Easter ceremony, the Easter Sunday, is a celebration of rebirth, a celebration of coming forth, a celebration of getting up, a celebration of moving beyond. And perhaps right now, dear friend, you need that in your life so much. Well, let me tell you, in my heart, I believe that God is there for you. And I believe that if you simply spend some time seeking God, that you will hear that beautiful voice calling out to you. In the meantime, if you need help, reach out to me. I'm here as well. I love you, and I want you to have the most glorious Easter celebration as we follow the one who is the pillar of our faith, the hope of our future, and the promise for our day.
Jesus Christ. Until next time, heal your hurts, move your mountains, and may God truly bless you. Bye-bye. Well, there you go, my friend. This episode of Coffee with Keith. Thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening. Now, please stick around. One more announcement I want to give you. God bless you. See you next time.